Hey, I'm Pastor Troy Shadid. I'm the senior pastor at Generations Church. We're so glad that you've joined us online today for one of our services. Uh, if you happen to be in the Moreno Valley or Temecula Valley communities, please come and join us live, and we would love to get to meet you. Thank you so much for joining us with this service today. We hope you enjoy it. God bless you. Good morning. Merry almost Christmas. It's almost Christmas. I've been saying that since July. It's almost Christmas. So good morning, everybody. It's great to see all of you today. I'm excited to be with you. Uh, like Pastor Troy said, he's in San Diego this morning, and so uh, our daughter Tierra was in Temecula today, and so we were all in our cars going separate ways this morning. Um, you never know who's where on a Sunday morning in our household, but as long as somebody shows up to church, we're doing great. Um, Real quick, before I get into my message, I want to call your attention to these cards that were on your seats when you came in. Uh, these are touch cards that we have for our Christmas uh, worship experience on December 23rd. And so we just want to encourage you to take this and invite somebody uh, to join us at Christmas uh, because a lot of times people who don't maybe attend church regularly will come at Christmas. Um, you can even guilt them into it. It's okay. It's... it's um, Authorize this time of year to lay on the guilt really heavy. Uh, Christmas and Easter, you can do that. God says it's okay. So if you want more of these to maybe pass out in your neighborhood or um, if you put them on cars, please don't put them on the windshield. Isn't that the worst thing ever? You get in your car and you're like, oh, my God. And if you're like me, you've already buckled in. You've got your purse set aside. You took your jacket off and you're like, oh, I got to get back out. It's just so much work. So <laughs> pass them out, but not on cars. Um, you could staple like a little uh, rubber band to the corner and hang it on your neighbor's uh, doors around your neighborhood. Just little ideas. Um, inviting them at Christmas time. We'd love to have them come out. It's going to be a great, great time that morning at all of our locations. And uh, the production and praise and worship team has some amazing stuff planned for us. And so I really look forward to not only celebrating with you, but celebrating Jesus. Amen. It's going to be a great time. So. All right, I think that's all my little announcements and commercial breaks. Hey, I, I was texting open mic to that December 29th thing. Do I count? Because I think I could rap or something. It's young adults. Oh, I could tell jokes. No, that's Kaylee's job. That's not my job. I can do one or two. That's it. <laughs> anyway, that sounds like a good time. So if you're a young adult, which qualifies what? Uh, my age and under, right? Okay, so we're young adults. Hey, you didn't have to laugh that hard. I wasn't okay. That'll be a great time, so. All right, I got some jokes for you. Okay, how did the ornament get addicted to Christmas? He was hooked on trees his whole life. Ah. <laughs> What do Santa's elves drive? Minivans. <laughs> okay, one more. What does Santa like to do in the garden? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> that didn't redeem it either. All right. Let's pray and bring Jesus back into the room. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. God, we thank you um, for this time of year that as all the world actually turns their attention 
to the birth of our Savior, Jesus. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are evident all around the world at this time of year. And so, God, we just honor you today. We turn our attention to you and to your word. We thank you for your presence. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you do the hard work, which is to change our lives. And it's not difficult for you as we yield to you. And so we do that this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So as you know, we have started our vintage Christmas series. And last week, we talked about a Christmas carol and uh, the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. Um, And so we talked about getting past our past, right? If you were not here, it is available online, and Pastor Troy preached that up here. And um, I also preached it in Temecula, and I'm sure he did a much better job because he always does. Um, So you can watch that online. But we talked about getting past our past um, because that's so important. And um, God is the God of our past, right? And he actually redeems our past for good. And so that's, that's the amazing thing about God. So today... We're going to take our message from another classic, A Charlie Brown Christmas. Isn't that awesome? So uh, just a little history. Uh, The Charlie Brown Christmas was the first of nearly 50 Peanuts specials and movies that they made. Um, And this one is actually the longest running cartoon special in history. So since it first aired in 1965, it has aired every year on TV. And I was, telling, I was talking with somebody last week about how we used to have to wait for it to, like, come on TV. Now you can stream it anytime you want. I mean, I was on YouTube, like, streaming all these classic movies. And so it's pretty amazing, the technology these days. But we used to be able to only watch it once a year. And uh, I don't know about you, but I waited for Sunday night, the Disney movie on Sunday night. Anybody else? My, I know I'm totally telling my age right now. But we would wait for that Disney movie that was going to show. And so you had to wait for things like that. You just didn't get to watch them anytime you want. This younger generation has no idea how hard it was for us back then. So this aired in 1965. And basically, if you've not watched it, you should watch it. It's only 30 minutes. And um, it's basically about Charlie Brown's search for the meaning of Christmas. And he starts off the cartoon by seeking to understand why he always ends up depressed around the holidays. So we're going to watch a little clip on the screen right now before I get into it. So take a look. May I help you? I'm in sad shape. Wait a minute. Before you begin, I must ask that you pay in advance. Five cents, please. Boy, what a sound. How I love to hear that old money plink. That beautiful sound of cold, hard cash. That beautiful, beautiful sound. Nickels, nickels, nickels. That beautiful sound of plinking nickels. All right, now. What seems to be your trouble? I feel depressed. I know I should be happy, but I'm not. Well, as they say on TV, the mere fact that you realize you need help indicates that you are not too far gone. I think we better pinpoint your fears. If we can find out what you're afraid of, we can label it. Are you afraid of responsibility? If you are, then you have hypengeophobia. I don't think that's quite it. How about cats? If you're afraid of cats, you have aneurophasia. Well, sort of, but I'm not sure. Are you afraid of staircases? If you are, then you have climacophobia. Maybe you have thalassophobia. This is fear of the ocean. Or chephorobia, 
which is the fear of crossing bridges. Or maybe you have pantophobia. Do you think you have pantophobia? What's pantophobia? The fear of everything. That's it! Actually, Lucy, my trouble is Christmas. I just don't understand it. Instead of feeling happy, I feel sort of let down. You need involvement. You need to get involved in some real Christmas project. How would you like to be the director of our Christmas play? Me? You want me to be the director of the Christmas play? Sure, Charlie Brown. We need a director. You need involvement. We've got a shepherd, musicians, animals, everyone you need. We've even got a Christmas queen. I don't know anything about directing a Christmas play. Don't worry. I'll be there to help you. I'll meet you at the auditorium. Incidentally, I know how you feel about all this Christmas business, getting depressed and all that. It happens to me every year. I never get what I really want. I always get a lot of stupid toys or a bicycle or clothes or something like that. What is it you want? Real estate. <laughs> Real estate. <laughs> I was, uh, yesterday, <laughs> this just popped into my head. We had a garage sale at my house yesterday because we're trying to dig out our garage so maybe I could actually get back into it again. And, um, and so that was me, Lucy, yesterday. I was like, cold hard cash. Like, <laughs> It's amazing how much money you can make when people come buy your junk. It's awesome. <laughs> so in this clip, we see that Charlie Brown is talking uh, to Lucy about how uh, he's feeling depressed. And so her answer is, well, she said this, if, if we can figure out what you're afraid of, then we can label it. And I think uh, so many times uh, we feel like we feel fear of something, but we're not sure what that is is that we're afraid of. And even this time of year, we can feel depressed or let down, like she said, um, and not really know why. Um, we need to understand that, especially this time of year, that, that our problems in our life can be highlighted because we so much want to feel the joy of Christmas, but there are things in our life maybe uh, that we've experienced in the past or things that we've been through that we actually don't feel that joy like we should. But what I want to highlight to you this morning is that we carry hope and not despair. We are the ones who carry the hope of the world. And so I want to talk to you about that. See, Christmas is not a feeling. Can I tell you that? Christmas is not a feeling. It's a fact. Christmas, we celebrate it because of the birth of Jesus. But what happened is somewhere along the way, the idea came into society that we should feel like it's Christmas. Right? I even said it this morning, it feels like Christmas in here. But Christmas is not actually a feeling, it's a fact. It's something that we celebrate, the birth of Jesus. But because we feel like we should feel a certain way, then we can end up feeling hollow and empty at Christmas time. We don't necessarily have more problems. Whoops. I have a problem right now. I need a new holder. So we don't necessarily have more problems this time of year. We just feel them more. There's more pain because we're dealing with um, family, maybe past relationships. We're dealing with more stuff that gets highlighted this time of year. And actually, statistics show that there's more suicides between Thanksgiving and Christmas than at any other time of the year. And it's because the loss that we may be feeling, the pain of our emotions, gets highlighted even more than normal. But what I want to talk to you about is how do we make sure 
that we don't feel that so dramatically this time of year? How can we counteract that? It, it's something I think we need to remember, especially with coworkers, uh, maybe people we encounter in the stores, that not everybody is feeling that sense of joy. That there are those who struggle because they've lost loved ones. There are those that struggle this time of year because they're not celebrating anymore with the ones that they used to celebrate with, right? And so we need to be sensitive to that. And maybe you're in here today and you face this this time of year. Maybe you, you've lost your parents. Maybe you've lost a child. And so it can really be a struggle this time of year. And, and that's basically what Charlie Brown was talking about, too. He's like, I feel depressed instead of feeling like joy. And so how do we counteract that? What do we do to make sure that we are the ones who carry the hope and healing for people? We are the ones that even if we've been through tremendous loss in our life, do you know that you still have hope? And you can carry that hope instead of despair into the world around you. In Romans 15, 13, it says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This isn't something that you just have to try and put on a happy face every single day. It's spending time in his presence. It's turning your attention to heaven. So just like we did that in worship this morning, we turn our attention to heaven and we spend time in his presence every single day. And it says that you will overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, the Holy Spirit is the comforter. He's the one that comes and comforts us in our deepest and darkest times. It's the Holy Spirit. Our tendency is to turn from God when we're feeling these feelings of despair. Instead of turning to God, we turn from him. Why is that? Why is that such a human reaction? Listen, God knows when you're hurting. God knows when you're in pain. And he doesn't run from you. He runs to you. And when you invite him into those moments of pain, when you acknowledge, look, I'm hurting right now, God. I'm hurting and I need your comfort. Do you know that he will answer you? See, sometimes as Christians, we think we shouldn't feel any pain. We shouldn't have any problems. That is a lie. We are faith people, yes, and our hope and our faith is built upon God, our relationship with God and the word of God, and all of his promises are ours. Everything that he promises us is ours, but there are times that we have challenges. There are times that we have real pain, and it's okay to admit it and to simply invite him in in that moment to share in the pain and take away the pain, and he will. It says, through the power of the Holy Spirit, you will overflow with hope and not despair. And so it's important that we carry hope this time of year, that we push past maybe our past way of handling things. See, that's growth with God, right? And we all should be moving forward and maturing in the things of God. So learning to be dependent upon God, to trust him. You know, there's a definition of trust 
in the Bible that faith and trust is like leaning your entire personality on God. It's just simply leaning on God because you can't do it on your own. And so when we trust him, he says he'll fill us with hope. And we can carry that hope into our world. So there's a couple of things that I want to give you this morning, very practical, about carrying hope and not despair. The first one is we need to bring Jesus into every situation. Look, when you're standing in line at Walmart and you've been standing in line for 45 minutes trying to just buy that water bottle when everybody else, you know, maybe a little more than that. But you're standing in line forever. How do we bring Jesus into every situation? You've got to remind yourself, okay, I have patience. Patience is a virtue. Patience is a gift of the Spirit. It's, it's one of the fruit of the Spirit, and I display fruit of the Spirit, and so I have patience today. I am long-suffering. And simply remind yourself. We want to bring Jesus into every situation in our life. 2 Thessalonians says this. 2 Thessalonians 3.16. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. You can have peace at all times and in every way. But it's up to us to choose it. We're the ones that have to choose it. Because he freely gives it. But we've got to choose it. And when we encounter the Holy Spirit every day on our own, in our own time with him, then we can take that and carry that to the world. And we carry that hope and not despair. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about what? Is there anything outside of that? He's like, you don't get to be anxious about anything. Nothing. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends what? All understanding. You're not going to get it. It doesn't make sense. I shouldn't have peace. But yet, I do. Listen to what it does. It will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This peace of God will guard your heart and your mind. Isn't that amazing? That peace. I I don't know that I've ever thought about peace being my defense. But it's a guard over your heart and over your mind. The peace of God is. It transcends all understanding. It says, I feel peace and I feel love when I shouldn't in the middle of this chaos right now. And do you know that if you can sense that yourself, if you can bring that peace into your life, you can give that peace away. In the middle of the most chaotic situation, all you have to do is just stop and give it away. You can shift the atmosphere. You are atmosphere shifters and world changers. So when you come into a situation and it, then there's no peace because, you know, we've walked into situations like that and you're thinking, what is going on? There's so much chaos going around me, so much like arguing and just stuff going on. You can shift the atmosphere. All it takes is you releasing what you carry, which is you carry the hope and the peace of God on the inside of you and you become aware of that. You become aware of it and you simply give it away. This goes a long way. Smiling 
and just slowing things down. Listen, this is the ability that we have as children of God. We belong to another kingdom. We belong to the heavenly kingdom. And so we can access that heavenly kingdom at any time and give that peace away. And we need to bring Jesus into every single situation. The second thing is keep your mind on Jesus. This is very practical. Keep your mind on the things which are above. Keep your mind on Jesus. This time of year, it's really, you can get caught up in the season, right? Your mind can be on the fact that I don't have enough money for the Christmas presents that I wanted to get. I don't have enough for this. I, I, I'm lacking here. I've got to work all this time. I don't have enough time. I, I, right? But if you keep your mind on Jesus, the reason that we celebrate this time of year is for our Savior Jesus. And so we've got to keep our mind on him. Listen, Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. God will keep us in peace. There's that word peace again. He keeps us in peace when we keep our mind on him. So if you find yourself in the middle of turmoil, if you find yourself beginning to feel hopeless or despair, turn your attention to Jesus. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. It's like, stop thinking about all that other junk. Think about what is good. Think about what is excellent. Think about what is worthy of praise. So if you find your mind going into despair, then you've got to change what you're thinking about and begin to think about the things that are worthy of praise. Think about the things that you're thankful for and begin to thank him for them. It will shift the atmosphere in just a moment. Keep your eyes and your mind on Jesus. And the last one is remember why and who we celebrate. Remember why we celebrate this time of year. I think that's important as a family, especially with our children, because it can be all about what they're getting. And they give you your, their list, right? My girls have been doing lists since they could write. And before that, they would just tell me and we would write it down, right? And so now that they're older, they either pin it or they text it to me. So Riley was like, I need to send you my uh, Christmas list. And I'm like, send it to me. So then I get this little Riley's Christmas list. I click on it, and there's all these pictures showing me what she wants and where you can buy them. So it was pretty amazing. But I was like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> but, it, you know, and so it can be about what I'm getting or what I'm giving, and it just can melt down into chaos. But we've got to remember why and who we celebrate. Listen, Isaiah 9, 6 says this, For unto us a child is born. This is why we celebrate. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. This is Jesus who came for us. This is who we celebrate, and this is who we carry. That Prince of Peace, Counselor. These names of Jesus, mighty God, everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. This is who we celebrate. This is who is for us and who is in us and who we carry 
to the world. So carry hope and not despair this Christmas season. And so Charlie Brown, of course, has this discussion with Lucy, and she's like, you just need involvement. <laughs> you need to go do something. So she appoints him the director of the school play. And, um, and so we're going to watch another clip um, because basically he tries to do everything right. And, of course, if you know anything about Charlie Brown, he ends up doing everything wrong. And so all the other kids are yelling at him, you've ruined Christmas, the whole thing. And so um, he cries out in desperation, wondering what Christmas is all about. So take a look at this clip. We're back. Boy, are you stupid, Charlie Brown. What kind of a tree is that? You are supposed to get a good tree. Can't you even tell a good tree from a poor tree? I told you he'd goof it up. He's not the kind you can depend on to do anything right. You're hopeless, Charlie Brown. Completely hopeless. Rats! You've been dumb before, Charlie Brown, but this time you really did it. <laughs> what a tree! I guess you were right, Linus. I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Linus is right. I won't let all this commercialism ruin my Christmas. 
I'll take this little tree home and decorate it. And I'll show them it really will work in our play. If you've never watched it, you should watch the whole thing. Um, and so Linus comes out and gives the speech of his life, right? And so he, re or he quotes from Luke chapter 2. But did you notice something? It happened really, really quickly. Is that when Linus is quoting this and he says, do not be afraid. Did you notice he let go of his blanket? He dropped his security blanket in that moment. When he says, do not be afraid when the angel said that. And in Luke 2, 8 through 14, it says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And so Linus, when he says, don't be afraid, he actually drops his blanket. And he's the character that always has his blanket, right? His security. So I've actually brought one of my daughter's um, blankies. This was a backup blankie. This was not the main blankie because the main blankies are pretty destroyed. If you know anything about your kids with their blankets, uh, they don't look like this anymore. But this was the backup one. And um, Linus always had this blanket. He carried it around with him everywhere. But when he said, do not be afraid, when the angel said, fear not, he dropped his security blanket. And he didn't pick it up until he went back to talk to Charlie Brown. I believe that there are so many of us that this time of year, we have security blankets. There are things that we turn to that are familiar, that bring comfort, and we turn to those things instead of turning to God. So my question for you this morning is, what is the blanket that you need to drop? If an angel showed up in your house and said, fear not, don't be afraid, what is it that you would drop? What is it that's hindering you and keeping you and separating you from God and your relationship with him? See, this time of year especially, there are things that when we begin to feel the despair and not the hope, we will pick up a security. Maybe it's alcohol. Maybe it's drugs. Maybe it's something that uh, as eating, simple as eating. Uh, and we do it to bring comfort. But the Holy Spirit is our comforter. When Jesus came, he came as that prince of peace, that wonderful father. He came as that one that takes away all of the fear that says you don't have to be afraid. You don't need to hold on to your blankie anymore. You can let it go. One of my daughters, I won't tell you which one, and please don't go ask them, but was very attached to her blanket. And I, it was even hard to wash that blanket. Like, I was like, okay, it's starting to smell, honey. We really need to get that blanket washed. And she would, like, wait for it to be done in the washer, and then she would watch it go from the washer into the dryer and waiting for it to be dry, and then she would take it right back again. And I, and I think that that's so many of us in our life, is that we hold on to things that we think will bring us fulfillment and comfort 
when really we need to mature and let it go. We need to mature in the things of God and let go of that security in this world so that we can hold on to God with both of our hands. And when we drop that blanket and we let God in, then we understand the true meaning of Christmas. Listen, Christmas means that you matter to God. You matter to God so much that he sent his son to die. The only thing that he had one of, his son. You mattered so much that he sent him into the world as a baby who would grow up to then die on the cross for you. And Jesus willingly came. It says that Jesus laid aside his glory in heaven. He laid aside his crown and he came into the earth as a baby that we celebrate this time of year. And he chose to do that because you matter to God. That's the true meaning of Christmas. So my question for you today is, what is it that you need to let go of? What is it that you find yourself turning to in a time of crisis or in a time of pressure or in a time of sadness? We all experience those times in our life. But if there's a blanket other than God that you grab a hold of, then let go of that and grab a hold of our loving Father. Because when you do that, that's leaning into him. That's trusting him. And that's when he can fill you with all that hope. In those moments when you shouldn't feel joy, you'll feel joy. In those moments that you used to carry despair, now you carry hope. And in those moments when you used to turn to things that would numb you, you no longer need to do that. Because God's got you. I want you to know today that God's got you. Everything that we talked about today is for this very moment right now is that you matter to God. Listen, during worship, God said this to me. He said, you tell them, I see them, I know them, and I love them. God sees you. God knows everything about you. He hasn't missed a thing. Even the things you don't want him to know about, he knows. And he loves. He loves you. You matter to God. And can I tell you that he feels that way about every single person on the planet. They matter to God. So this Christmas season, carry that true meaning. Let go of the things that would keep you from having contact with other people. And give away the love of God. He loves you and you matter. Let's stand this morning. Again, Romans 15, 13. We started with this. We're going to end with this. May the God of hope 
fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God, for your peace right now. Father, I pray right now that you would just invade this place. Holy Spirit, I've sensed your presence, and I thank you, Holy Spirit, right now that you overshadow each and every person, that they would begin to overflow with hope. God, I pray right now we just break addictions in the name of Jesus. We break those things, Father God, that we, we turn to time and time, and we don't want to, God. We say, take them from us. I thank you, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, that we will drop the barrier between you and us, God and invite you into every place. And so, Father, I pray for every person in this room. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that they matter to you and that, God, you love them so much. And that's the true meaning of Christmas. I thank you, Father, that we would hold on to that and let your peace be the guard upon our heart. In Jesus' name.